Well, good morning. As if 2020 had always been already been crazy enough. <laughs> A lot of people waking up this morning to find out the president, first lady, and at least one aide to President Trump have been tested positive for the coronavirus. Now, we don't know what this means. Of course, people are saying all kinds of things. I read a headline a while ago. It says Twitter has just gone crazy. I can imagine how a lot of that has gone. Not on Twitter. Don't care about Twitter. I, I read Twitter and I, uh, I read a lot about Twitter. And uh, it seems about 80% of that's just, you know, trash and, and, and all kinds of crazy stuff. And about 20% of it is good, and so you can kind of think about you're going to see an over, if you're really on Twitter, and I'm not sure if that works like Facebook or not. Um, I don't know if, you know, whose tweets you see depend on, and I guess it has to, who's on your page or who's on your list or whatever. But anyway, we pray today for the president, first lady, uh, the aide that has been identified. We're not going to give you names here I, I you know you know we're not allowed to talk about uh medical stuff in other cases and we don't talk about other people's cases by name we put people on the prayer list and uh, do that but we don't name what their problem is and uh so anyway we do pray for the president first lady uh the aide that has already conducted pray for vice president pence which will be uh, in these days at this time uh <clears throat> cast in a, a different role i don't know new role uh, he's, him and the president seem to work pretty close together, and so uh, may not be a lot of change there, but certainly a new role, new expectations. I pray for the White House press secretary, too. Um, you know her name, blonde-headed lady. Uh, I'd love to say I'll just have a cup of coffee with her and just listen to her talk. I just uh, I like and appreciate her. She's the most well-prepared person I've ever seen. I like Sarah Sanders <coughs> a whole lot when she filled that role, and um and yet, she just, to me, in many ways, blows Sarah Sanders away. Uh, maybe she learned from what Sarah Sanders went through. It's kind of unfair uh, to say that, perhaps, because who in the world could have been ready for what these people have faced? And I don't care how you feel politically. You know, this is not a, a political comment. By the way, you should be finding Revelation chapter 22, and all this will make sense, and we will tie it, in, tie it into the biblical study, and it is not a political comment or commentary. So anyway, uh, as I said, I'd love to sit down and talk to the uh, to the young lady, press secretary. Now she just seems to be brilliant, but also too she seems to, to have a heart. Now I understand read a, a number of stories that uh, that she's a believer, as Sarah Sanders was and is, of course, is what I understand. Uh, in fact, I just to be honest with you, I'd love to sit down and talk to both of those ladies. Uh, they just have impressed me with a lot of things that they said and did, and have been run over by the bus more times than I can count. <laughs> Goodness gracious. But anyway, so this will be a new day dawning uh, for, our, for our country today as we are a little more than a month away uh, from the election. I'm not sure how far we away from news reports from the, uh, from the uh, announcement of victor or victories or even in the ending of vote counts. This is so crazy. Uh, I hope that once this is over, uh, and if the, I know that it won't be fixed if there's not a solid majority in the Congress that wants to fix it. And, and if one party wins, I don't think they have any any intention of fixing this mess. I think for what they say, uh, well, they just want to make a mess. Anyway, having said that, let me say this. I told you there would be a connection. Well, we talk about the president, first lady, and all that goes on there. And most people, when they think about current events with the president, they think, okay, he's tested for COVID, and then they go back to that crazy debate uh, in which people are lying. <laughs> False reporting, where this really is the day of fake news. 
And I don't understand that when you can pull transcripts, listen to recordings. But anyway, the moderator who made a mess of everything, uh, blamed the president for things getting out of uh, out of line and everything. It's clear. You look at the tape, read the transcripts. It was not the president who made uh, that who begin who who sent that down the rabbit hole originally. Now I'm not saying he wasn't aggressive. If if you've listened to him for four plus years now, that's his style. That's his demeanor. Have you listened to Chuck Schumer? Have you listened to? Uh, uh, the, the mayor of New York or the governor of New York, th these are New York personality types. This is apparently what they do. And I even remember reading articles about that in regards to some of these, uh, some of these people, which, you know, lead us uh, in our country or in, the, in that state. So anyway, I've uh, been a lot said, but in that debate, something that has been not discussed very much, I think overlooked way too much, is something that Vice President Biden said. When, when they were hammering uh, President Trump about, uh, you know, white supremacy, something that he has addressed so many times, and I understand why it's a never-ending rabbit hole. If he says one thing, they want more. He says more, he says it's, it's a never-ending rabbit hole. They know that. That's their intention. They're not going to end. They're not going to quit. And he, he decides sometimes to draw the lines and the boundaries. Are they where they should be drawn? Don't know, can't say. Not the person in the fracas there. Uh, but in the midst of that, something was crazy said by the vice president, and I haven't, I haven't read very much of it. In the midst of that debate, of all that craziness going on, the only thing that the vice president really said about Antifa is that it is not a movement, but it is a, a line of thought, or it is a, a thought or something, not an organization. Uh, so apparently what we have are thoughts burning our cities down. In uh, the Northeast. Now, I know that a lot of people in the Northeast have defended Antifa, uh, have attended the right to quote unquote peaceful protest. I don't know how with all the damage has been done in, in Minneapolis and so many of these places, you can say they're peaceful protests, but I did read yesterday that uh, it was called a, a style article of telling people how to report on the looting and rioting, and they're not wanting the, the people writing on it to use the word looting or rioting. So anyway, you have this change of things, this this idea, not organization, that idea of burning down cities. That's crazy. Now, I know that there is an idea that apparently drives Antifa, these other groups, Marxism, communism, whatever you want to say, socialism, all the isms, I guess, that you can think of that are negative, or at least negative to our way of thinking and our way of life. Uh, but the fact that the vice president get away with saying that it's just an idea or a thought and not a movement and not an organization just blows me away. Um, and that brings me to Revelation chapter 22. There was, there has been, and is the reality of evil in the world. Ah, uh, light go on, light go on. You thought, I, you thought I was making a political statement. I was using something from half that something from the news today to make a spiritual illustration something that i typically love to do now you may not like it you may not agree with it. that's fine that's good uh, uh you know what i love you but i'm gonna i'm gonna draw this truth out because you need to see what's going on today and if you don't like it then okay you don't pay anything for this don't listen that's fine i mean i want you to listen i want to get all the listeners we can We'll share the word with you, but if you don't like it because you don't agree with it, okay, then don't listen. I, you know, that's up to you. Save your time, your 20 minutes, or whatever. 
But what the vice president did, in my mind, my expectation, is remind us of what the book of Revelation reveals and tells us about evil, that there is, it is not an idea, it's a reality. It has a head, just as Antifa has a head. It has a plan, just as Antifa has a plan. You say, Brother Danny, you just keep eating. Well, I do, because, listen, you cannot tell me that's a good organization. Innocent people have lost their lives, and yes, both races, both gender, all races, all races, not just both. I, I, should, I said both. I spoke incorrectly there. Let me say all races, whatever, nationality, whatever, have lost lives. I mean, my goodness, uh, law enforcement people have lost lives. Innocent people in the community have lost their lives and businesses. They haven't lost because there was an idea floating out there starting fires. They've lost it because there were people doing things in an organization. I saw the other day... Uh, pictures in a video uh, of a U-Haul truck. Shame on U-Haul if they knew that's what they were doing, but they probably didn't, so, okay. But shame on U-Haul if they knew what they were doing. He said it twice. Well, yeah, because if they knew they were renting those trucks to haul uh, ammunition for looting and rioting, and then when I use the word ammunition, that's in quotations, because it wasn't actually guns and rifles, bricks, bats, and shovels, and all kinds of things like that. It shows them unloading it uh, in these places where, you know, have become flashpoints and hot places. So anyway, it's not an idea, it's a reality. And, and that reality finds you know many, 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 many avenues in which to manifest itself led by individuals. Evil in the world today is led by individuals. Every day it seems like you can read a headline uh, uh, about a child trafficking uh, situation that has been stopped. We, I don't think they're uh, touching the surface on that. That's evil. That's not an idea. That's evil. Uh, there was uh, the other day in, in, in Minnesota, uh, some people, uh, gosh, I don't even know if they were arrested. Hold on, so let me think a minute. There were people who were at least revealed, let's say that. I don't know that they've been arrested by something called Project Veritas. And, and I'm, you know, we're not going to spend a lot of time on that to be buying votes and to be intimidating people to get their ballots when they're not supposed to be able to do that. Now, I know a lot of people uh, do, not, do not like it, but listen, this the way that, well, I'm going to like what I say, let me say it this way, the way that we are holding this election is crazy. Just sending people, listen, voting is a is a privilege. It, it is not necessarily something that um, you have a right to do any way you want to do it. Yeah, there should be some safeguards in our system. And a lot of people are tearing our system apart. They just want to mail ballots out, and they're wanting just anybody, anybody to vote, no identification, all this other stuff. And that is absolutely ruining the political process. But anyway, uh, this guy that they showed, and guys, you know, this system network here, working for a politician in that part of the country, apparently, well, they were uh, getting absentee ballots. And yesterday, uh, they were describing how that was that horrible, terrible, nasty. Well, I read uh, um, to make sure that we are, uh, <laughs> uh, I thought of a phrase to say, but that's too much like a news uh, news organization that doesn't seem to follow their, uh, their catchphrase anymore. But just, you know, being fair, how's that? Uh, today I read an article about uh, people in Detroit, of all places, Detroit, who had set up a robocall system, hate those things, hate those, did I tell you I hate those things, hate those things. But anyway, they set up a robo system where they were calling people and warning them not not to vote, you know, by mail or whatever, and all the negative things that could happen to them. Two people charged, from what I read. That's just evil, too. Just evil. I, I you know, I don't care what side you're on. If you're lying, if you're manipulating people, that's evil. That's wrong. 
But it's not an idea. It's, it's something that manifests in people. Okay? The heart, the Bible says, becomes, you know, extremely, exceedingly wicked and not cleansed by Christ. There's no telling what you or I will do. Okay. All that brings us to the need to turn to Revelation chapter 22. As I, as I told you earlier, truth is, I took Revelation 22 and turned it into two days readings in my Bible reading. And, uh, and so we will probably get one, uh, the first five verses only done today, and, and we'll see where we go from there. But having said, having made the point about evil, it not just being an idea, well, it is not just the idea of evil, it is evil itself that is eventually judged. And when evil itself is judged, the idea goes away. Now, let me give you, in our nation today, where we are killing babies by an astounding number, okay, that will always, always take place in our nation, I am afraid, no matter who the Supreme Court justices are, because it was not dealt with. And organizations that, that take babies' lives have allowed, uh, uh, that have allowed to take root, take hold, and I don't know... Uh, how you can deal with that or do with that. Now, I have to be honest with you, I am not quite, I, I am, my first thing to vote for a candidate is how they feel about abortion. Because I found if you're willing to kill babies, if you're willing to do a lot of other things I can't agree with. And so I kind of have a, a simple litmus test. Uh, if you're for abortion, I'm not for you. That's pretty much the way it goes. If both candidates for abortion, then I guess if that does happen in state elections some, uh, well, yeah, there's enough saying the lesser of two evils. Who in the world wants to vote for any evil? But it is true. And when you do that, you're not voting for an ideal. You're voting for a person. So Revelation 22 reminds us that evil, well, evil has a time in which it runs out of time. The angel, Revelation 22, 1, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, brightest crystal, flowing from the throne of God in the Lamb, and of the Lamb. Uh, through the middle of the street of the city, also on, on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were there for the healing of the nations. Boy, that's something. Now, by the time we get here, by the way, there's no more sickness, no more pain, no more death. And those leaves remind us of what God has done. Just, I just want you to know, God's grace will outlive everything else in the world. It will. God's grace, and it is by grace we are saved. Through faith, but by grace. Uh, that's going to outlive everything else. We need to move on. Uh, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the trees were the healing of the nations. Verse 3, no longer will there be anything accursed. Evil's gone, done away with. Not just the idea, the epitome, uh, the manifestation of evil is done away with. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need the light of lamp or sun, for the Lord their God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Uh, we've already mentioned, but go back to just a moment, I think, the leaves of the trees are there for the healing of the nations, reminding us God is taking care of things that needed to and have to be taken care of. Uh, at night, well, there's no more. Uh, uh, you know, and people say, well, I... I People say, well, a lot of crime takes place in the day. Friend, let me tell you something. Go back and see what's happening in our cities. It's happening at night. Our cities are being burned out because men love the darkness rather than the light. And night is no more. Therefore, evil will be no more. It has been judged in a way. I don't know about you. I'm speaking for myself. 
I look forward to the day when there is no more evil, and I know that by the power of God, and by the peace of God, and through the presence of God, evil will be no more because of the judgment of God. And there's coming a time where God will judge, and evil will be done away with. We live in the day of grace and mercy, and certain things continue to happen. Uh, because of that grace and mercy, uh, there are some things available because to have judged those things would judge other things that we have no idea about when we first say, oh, I just wish he would do this or that. Well, what I wish, what I pray for is real revival that we see souls saved because I understand that the day the final judgment comes, when the, when the book is completely followed through with, when everything is completed, there will be no more chances for souls to be saved and the souls that are alive that day who have not come to Christ, who are responsible for their sin, will die in their sin without Jesus and spend eternity in hell. And eternity is longer than anybody can ever, ever, ever get a concept of. If you take every minute of every day that's ever been a system beginning in time, it does not even compare to eternity. It does not make a fraction of eternity. And so, friend, let me tell you something. When you die without Jesus, it is more than bad news. It is horrible. It's terrible. But it is also eternal. <clears throat> I've been having a discussion with a dear friend of mine who's, boy, just made my mind. <sighs> made me think, and it has to do with Satan and why God just basically didn't instantly judge Satan. Had God instantly judged Satan, if God had you know, closed the book on it, it was done, there'd be no more life. I mean, God would have closed the door, but he didn't. And I, I think some mercy was there and grace was there, not really applied towards Satan, although I guess he was a benefactor of it because that mercy and grace gave more days for souls to be born and for souls to be saved and for lives to be renewed. And in the, and in the meantime, because judgment was not finalized yet, although it was clear it was happening and there was going to come a time when we'd be finished and judged, well, even though God has been active and done great things, Satan has also been active, and while he is not good anywhere, in any place, in his heart, soul, spirit, whatever you want to say, and I know he's a fallen angel, so those are words that we use to describe things, probably not applicable to him because of what he is, but because of that, because of all those things, but because God, if you will, held judgment back till when it becomes final, beginning in this chapter here, when we read, we have the ability to be saved. Your friend, my friend, your family member, my family member, your loved one, my loved one, uh, your acquaintance, my acquaintance, world leaders, people in third world countries, people who live in part of this country who have never heard the gospel still have, because of God's grace and mercy, the opportunity to be saved. And night will be no more when judgment falls. And in this day of grace and mercy, there's still night. There's still evil things done. I've mentioned a few things today. I can mention a few more, but there's still things done. But there will be a time when it is no more. Night is symbolic of darkness, or uh, uh, darkness that captivates men's souls. But now at that time, in that place, there is only light. Perhaps that reality for us today. Perhaps that reality for us today is a reminder of the light that is to come. Reminds us that we should live in His light even now. Are you doing that? Are you living in the light? If not, is it time? Isn't it time that you did listen? I want you to hear Revelation twenty-two one through five again. The angel showed me the river of water of life, brightest crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb of God, through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. 
No longer will there be anything accursed but the throne of God, and the Lamb will be in it. <coughs> Excuse me. And his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And night will be no more. They will need no light of, of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and forever. Let me tell you this. I am so glad that there's coming a day where evil will be no more. The idea itself will be gone because the person who leads it will be gone. And yes, and yes, and yes, for those who well, are you trying to say that Antifa springs from that fall of evil that comes from Satan? Of course I am. Absolutely. You look at what they're doing. You look at, at, at what is happening because of them. That is the work of Satan. You say, well, I kind of agree that black lives matter. And I want, listen, all lives matter. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think, do you really believe that such a thought that only one certain kind of life matters would come from God? You said, but Brother Danny, uh, there have been great injustices done uh, to people of color. There's been great injustices done to lots of folks. I'm not, I, I'm not unsympathetic to what you say with your argument. There have been many, many injustices done to people of color. But there have also been many, many injustices done to people who aren't classified that way. And none of those injustices were necessarily approved of by God or declared okay by God. They just weren't. He said, well, a lot of those people did it in the name of God. Look, people do lots of things in the name of God have nothing to do with God. I read a story one time where a person went in and did win Dixie, filled their basket, tried to walk out with it because God told them quote unquote well God did tell them to go steal that's one of the Ten Commandments I've heard the story of people uh, I've heard it more than once read it read at least one story of a stripper a lady who became a stripper said she was stripping for Jesus do you really think that would be true possible it goes against the word of God immorality listen I know I need to go but I just want you to know the reality today that we need to remember is night will be no more I am ready for that day but till that day comes, I can address the darkness in my soul. And the good news is, so can you. And so I pray today that the light of God would shine within me, that I might remove whatever needs to be removed. And I pray the same for you. Well, listen, we're glad you listened and hope you don't turn off. But as I said, I know that you have the freedom to do that. So if you choose to do that, okay. Um, but we're just trying to give you the word of God. We're just trying to you know, give you something to think about, and I hope we've done that. Theaspreacherman uh, uh, at gmail.com, all lowercase. Send us, a, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Complain if you want to. We'll take that. We'll read it. And if, we, if we have something to apologize for, we'll give you that apology. I don't see it right now, not based on today, but I know that I say things sometimes that come out wrong or different. But anyway, Man at gmail.com. DK Ministries, look us up on the Facebook. Send us your prayer request. Pray with us for the president and the country and, and all the things that happen as we pray for you. Listen, we love you. We're praying for you. And we hope to see you soon. God bless you. See you next time. Well, I'm glad you tuned in this morning. Um, it is October 3rd and there's good news in the world. I remember to turn on the microphone so you should be able to hear. Bad news is in the world. It's yesterday. Oh my gosh, I went back listen to that. Man, there was... <laughs> For the longest time, uh, there was a noise in the background, and no, I didn't notice it. I didn't hear it. 
Uh, one thing I learned was at Spring Creek Baptist Church, and uh, we were in a, in a in a kind of a tight quarter church in the bathrooms. You had to walk right past the preacher. And so you had to kind of ignore things, and I learned to do that, and I guess I, I still do that. <laughs> so went back, Kathy went back, turned that on yesterday. She said, what is that noise? Oh, I heard it. And then she went back, checked out a couple other rooms, and uh, I have no clue why, but uh, she turned on one yesterday, turned on a podcast yesterday. I was talking four times of the speed uh, of what I call fast. <laughs> I mean, I could, I have no clue. So I want to thank you for keep coming back. Uh, there's an old, there's an old saying. And I realized yesterday, I know a lot of old sayings. Maybe I should write a book <laughs> on them. But there's an old saying, a glutton for punishment. You must be if you keep coming back. But thank you. We appreciate it. Glad you are here. Hope that you'll take your copy of God's Word and turn to Revelation 22, verse 10. This is actually, for me, the third time at least the third time I've taken this chapter, the book of Revelation, and made it into a, a daily talk or, or a, a daily thought, more or less. I think it's at least the second time. I don't know if I did the first one or not. Uh, it's at least the second time that uh, I've turned it into a, uh, into a podcast. You say, you don't know whether you've done it three times. No, I got to be honest with you. We're, we do a lot of stuff and I have a very small brain and I think it's, I think it's just been, you know, kind of, overworked sometimes. And so, no, I have trouble. I couldn't tell you. Well, I haven't had breakfast, so I obviously can't tell you what I've had for breakfast. But anyway, today we're going to talk about something that strikes all of us at times, hard-headedness. Hard-headedness. And I know every wife that hears this is going to want their husband to hear this. <laughs> when Kathy hears this and sees I've spoken on this, she's going <laughs> to... She's probably going to try to find a way to put it to my wall. Anyway, hard-headedness. Revelation 22, 10 through 13. That's our focal passage. I hope that you have it. Revelation 22, 10 through 13. I'm going to warn you already. Uh, we are going to pull an illustration from, from this week uh, to make our point about how hard-headed we are as people. Don't confuse me with the facts. Another old saying, by the way. Don't confuse me with the facts. My mind is made up. Golly. Well, anyway... Uh, we're going to read a passage of scripture that we're going to talk about this in a few moments. And today, our goal uh, for those who are or who care and who are listening, and uh, our goal is to get out of here in about 15 minutes. You say, why? Uh, you usually just drone on forever. Well, my goal is always to be 20 minutes or uh, 18 to 20 minutes because um, that is people's drive time. And I, you know, I know that people don't drive much, you know, much. So you could listen to it on the way to work. That's what I'm trying to say. However, well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't make my goal very often, and I won't make it today if I don't hurry up. Anyway, today's October 3rd, 2020. Brother Danny, we know that. Well, I want you to, I want you to focus on it. I want you to look at it. Uh, we, are reading, uh, we are reading God's Word uh, out of the book of Revelation. You have to hear uh, what, what Jesus had to say. And he said to me, verse 10, Revelation 22. And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoers evil, evil doer still do evil, and filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I'm coming soon. I bring you my recompense with me uh, to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And so Jesus gets what we would call the last chapter of this book and, and, and see it that way. And boy, he just says, you know, I've told you everything there is to be, everything there is to know or be told about judgment. 
about the impending doom of Satan and those who follow him, uh, about the foolishness of following the world. And yet, I know a lot aren't going to listen. A lot aren't going to be changed. And even today, the same is true. It just reminds us uh, we're hard-headed. We, we, we have heard, and yet we do not hear. Listen, uh, over and over again, many, many of us can, can have had, didn't you hear me? I told you that yesterday or whatever. Well, we heard it, but we didn't hear it. And there's two different things, and we don't have time to uh, uh, you know, delve into that. Uh, if you haven't had that experience, you say, thank you, Jesus. We are told time and again, but it does not register. We're reached out to and reminded, but we act as if nothing has happened and nothing's been said. We've been dealt with in grace and respond by ignoring what is done and what is being done. We're helped in times of trouble, but don't change our behavior. Every time we, we are asked what God has done, we don't respond. We don't think about it. We don't look at it. We accept no responsibility for what we've done. We just keep on plugging along, looking to blame somebody else. That's an important one. We're going to talk about that in a minute, something ripped from today. We demand another answer when we've been given the answer time and time again, the answer we need. You know, sometimes we're looking for answers we really don't need, but the answer we need, we'd be given. And yes, the old saying is Jesus is the answer. Well, he is. He's the answer to life. He's the answer to living. He's the answer to uh, uh, the victory over sin, death, hell, and the grave. He's the answer to hope. He's the answer to healing. He's the answer so much. But we won't listen. We demand another answer. Uh, when we've been given the answer time and time again that we really need. Oh, my gosh. Brother Denny did that one twice. I did it because it's very important. We engage time and again in an argument. We never win. We find ourselves arguing against God. I, I, I think about what what the Lord asked Paul uh, in the book of Acts. When he did, it's hard to kick against the goads. I never kicked against a goad. <laughs> don't know. But we do silly, stupid things. And we keep on doing them. We determine it's God who is wrong. And you think about all those things that are true. Today's day is October 3rd. I've told you that. And this has been the strangest year I've ever heard, ever seen or read about from history. No, I'm not seeing that the most stuff has happened this year. I don't even know how you would calculate that. Uh, for example, I just figured we'd be, just give you an example. I saw a headline the other day. Let me say it this way. Let me say it clearly. Let me say it slowly. Uh, <laughs> I saw a headline the other day that we are on track this year, believe it or not, believe it or not, with all the pain. And man, I tell you, I know some people have hurt. We've lost loved ones. We've lost people we care about. Uh, you read all the numbers. But do you know that unless something happens, we are on track to have less people pass away this year than last year? Now, here again, that comes from uh, the media. And uh, it is often fake news. We're finding that out over and over. I don't care how you feel about the president. It often is. And by the way, the president didn't start that. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying uh, the news media started lying to us long ago, long ago. And sadly, and I guess this is why so many people believe it when they say it, and no matter how many times corrections are printed, um, well, anyway, this has just been a difficult year. Uh, so to prove my point about hard-headedness, don't lose track. reason many people are lost, they stay lost, remain lost, is not because their sin is too great. Not because the, the path that Jesus is too complicated. Not, not because they're afraid of leaving others behind. The reason many people stay lost is just hard-headed. They won't come to Christ. All right. Uh, this week, and uh, there was a, a uh, 
well, there was a presidential debate. And um, you remember it's earlier in the week, and it's kind of somewhat fallen from the headlines unless the media finds something negative to uh, to write about it or write about the president or to lie about. So um, I want you to realize, and you can go back, you can look this up. I just saw the clip, and man, it's amazing. And it involves Jonathan Carl. Uh, I think he's from Fox News. He's the uh, White House correspondent, I think, for Fox News. I could be wrong with that. Maybe I shouldn't have said that because it'll you know, go out as being wrong. But anyway... I think that's who he is. He is a, definitely a news reporter. He's definitely a White House correspondent. It's the network. I may be wrong. But he begins a press conference with, um, I think her name is Kaylee or Kelly McEnany. And I may, have the, uh, I may have pronounced the name wrong, so forgive me if I have. And it's not that I don't appreciate her. I do. I like her. I, tell, I told you yesterday, I think it was yesterday, uh, I like her and I like, I like Sarah Sanders. Uh, the president has had some of the most fascinating uh, press secretaries I've ever seen. There were some guys who filled in, but they weren't near as good or entertaining. <laughs> so, anyway, the the press conference begins with Jonathan Curl asking a question about something the president has denounced clearly, clearly, time and time again. But there's Jonathan Curl asking the question, hammering the press secretary, and... Uh, so she's answering the question, and then she begins to read to him where uh, he has answered the question. He has dealt with this, and, and she goes over, I don't know how many uh, how many times he answered. She says, hey, I've dealt with this. I, the president has dealt with this, and then she gives quote after quote after quote after quote. She brings this big binder stuff. I don't know who puts that together, but they are also an unsung hero. I don't know how she'd have time to do that and everything else she does. But whoever whoever foresees, thinks about, and realizes, oh, they're going to ask about this or they're going to ask about that. Now, truly, what Jonathan Carl asked about here, and listen, please go back, re, you know, watch. The, I very seldom watch some of these press things and uh, watch the the highlights or the clips. But today's the, the one I watched today was amazing. So anyway, she goes back and and she 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 just answers in her sweet little voice. <laughs> Uh, sometimes she's got a sweet little voice, but you can tell she's had enough of this stupidity. So anyway, okay. Uh, so she answers time and time again uh, where the president has answered this question, this issue. And he keeps hammering and hammering and hammering. Uh, apparently, if you're in the news media or you belong to a certain political party, it's okay uh, to bash women and be rude. Uh, and he certainly was and certainly is, and, and they usually certainly are. And so she just keeps answering the question. And afterwards, people... Uh, go to Twitter here again. Not on Twitter. Tell you that all the time. Uh, most of what I read on Twitter uh, about Twitter, the things that, that have been on Twitter, or things to say about Twitter, I realize it's really not a place for me. I don't know how it works. Really, I don't know if it's like Facebook. You have, I don't understand it. And I'll be honest with you, right? I don't have time. I it's just, gosh, I stay, and I'm retired. <laughs> I told Kathy I the same thing. I've heard all about. Oh, how we get time to work? <laughs> but anyway. Afterwards on Twitter, people just hammered, and other social media places as well, apparently, they just hammered Jonathan Carl for not listening to what she said. She proved her point over and over again. The president has dealt with this issue. He has commented, but he wanted something then. He was, And then he acted like the president had never said anything, and he just gets hammered, and he throws a temper tantrum. I, I'm tired of it. And he goes in in the, oh, man. Uh, the camera goes back in the clip I watched to the, the lady who I assume is Fox News. Don't know for sure about that because I could be wrong about his network. I'm admitting that. Um, you know, it's like like a lot of things. I've told you, not the most professional person in the world, trying to get better. Hope that I am. 
but make a lot of mistakes and realize that. But I try to get the facts right, even though I make personal mistakes, like not hearing that noise yesterday. And if you didn't hear yesterday's, it finally quit toward the end. But anyway, I don't care what you think about the White House press secretary. I don't care. I don't care what you think about the president. This isn't a political place. I've, I, I, I rip uh, things from the headlines of the day. That's what I do. Illustrations. I've always done that. And, and so um, it's not really to prove a political point, although there's a point to be proven. Dishonesty, hard-headedness, uh, those kind of things fall in line with what Jesus said about people who won't come. So anyway, uh, it didn't matter about your politics. What matters is that we listen to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus makes it clear that many of us will wind up rejecting him and going to hell simply due to our own hard-headedness. We will in a moment before we leave here read his words again. So anyway, Jonathan Carl just hammers Kelly McEnany. I may be pronouncing her name wrong. Yes, so forgive me. My name is Smith. I'm from Macomb, Mississippi. Uh, people that that were born when I was here <laughs> had easy names to pronounce. And, uh, and so I do better with easy names. And I am a product somewhat of a California educational system as we lived in California for a while. They didn't help uh, me learn how to talk better, even though they sent me to speech. So Please overlook, please overlook the names and the words I mispronounced. I know that I do that, worked on it, can't, I'm trying to get better, but so far, well, very little luck. But anyway, so Jonathan Carl hammers the White House press secretary about something he says has not been answered. She clearly proves it has been answered. Now, uh, at least he didn't call her name from the back room, which people have done that I won't, I won't mention. Uh, but she just, you know, she just somewhat calmly, I, I, you could tell she's aggravated, who wouldn't be? Um that she's answered the question. Then the social media kicks in, Twitter, other places, and they show all these, I, I, I can never get gifts, memes, whatever these things are. I, I don't know where they get the names for these things or the phrases, and I'm not real sure how they're pronounced. And hey, I can't pronounce them anyway. So anyway, he gets all these things, and he goes outside and throws a fit about he's so tired of people uh, criticizing the press. Well, then straighten up. Well, then be honest. Hey, if you want to hammer the president, hammer about him something he didn't he didn't do. It's like the people with Michael Flynn. Yes, 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 I'm not getting off track. Michael Flynn has been proven time and again, didn't do what they say he did, and yet they want to hammer him. Hey, hard-headedness. Same thing with this Russian collusion, nonsense, all this other stuff, hard-headedness. It was like the other day, and I'm getting off track here, but I'm going to come back in just a minute. They have James Comey come up to the Senate to testify. He can't remember anything. He 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 resembles Hillary Hillary Clinton from years ago when she testified before Congress. She couldn't remember anything, and yet he knew enough to write a book. Now, how can he write a book about what happened when you can't remember what happened? Hard headedness and people, yeah, knowing that people won't listen and people won't pay attention. We've got to get to the point. Listen to me. There are people going to hell today because hard headedness has taken hold, and they won't let it go. Jonathan Carl, I don't know anything about his spiritual condition. I don't. I'm not saying he's on his way to hell. I don't know about his spiritual condition. Hard to imagine that he's heard Jesus and he treats a lady like this. But anyway, he is an example today of hard-headedness. We see it over and over again. He is like the person who goes to the church uh, week after week, Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, sits in class after class. Preachers and teachers and leaders open up the word of God and teach about love and kindness and, and grace and mercy and peace and salvation and sin and never hear it, never listen to it. Well, this is where Jesus comes toward the close of his book. And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoer still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. In other words, it doesn't matter what anybody else do. 
do, <laughs> does, excuse me, as I told you, I don't talk so well at times. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. Jesus is right at us that we should do what we should do. Okay, here we go. Verse 12. Behold, I'm coming soon. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, bringing my recompense with me to pay, repay each one for what he has done. I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the first and last, the beginning and the end. Okay, now, we've looked at some modern things. We've looked at some recent things from the news to illustrate hard-headedness. So my question, have you been, are you being hard-headed about something Jesus is showing you? Not listened, not repented, not changed. Here's my promise to you. Today, I'm examining my mind, my heart, my soul, and my spirit to see if I have been or if I am being hard-headed. And if Jesus shows me a place, a thing, where, where my hard-headedness is leading me into sin or keep me from doing what I should do, being close to him, reaching out to others, I plan to make a change. Now, will you search your heart? Will you look into your life and see where you stand and make the same change if it's necessary? I pray that you will. I hope that you do. God bless you. Listen, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in there. Pray for us at DK Ministries. We love you. We appreciate you praying for you. You can contact us, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. Look us up on the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the way most people contact us by Facebook. Look us up on the Facebook. Uh, send us your prayer requests. We pray. We, we pray over those. Uh, every time we get uh, a, a new request, we print them. And every Monday, we update our list and, and send it out. And then as we get updates, we send it out along the way. Well, listen, we are so glad that you are here today. Thank you for listening, whatever it is. And listen, let us hear from you. Just send us a note, a text, 985-514-0511. And say, hey, I listen. I listen regularly or, you know, I listen occasionally. Uh, I like what you say. I disagree. Whatever it is, just let us know. We're not going to improve if you don't say anything. We're doing our best to improve. Now, as I told you uh, every once in a while, I have things that I see and I'm not going to change the truth just to please people. I'm not going to tickle your ear, but I'm going to try to tell you from the Word of God and illustrate from today's world how Jesus was, is, and always shall be right. We love you. Pray for you. Thanks for listening, guys. Jeremy, put the fort down. <laughs> God bless you guys. See you later.